0: All right, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Black and Board Podcast. My name is Uncle D. Uh, today, I have two of my very good friends. One is a comeback, and uh, we have a new uh, guest on the show today. Uh, I'll let them introduce themselves for themselves. Uh, so let's start with you, the comeback king. <laughs> you know, you had right to, I
1: had to, I had to come back. You know, the first episode was great. You know, so many people, you know, reaching out to me saying, "Yo, we loved you on that podcast." No, I, I had worry. to reach out to you, like. You, know, you, gotta you gotta you gotta have me back on the podcast
0: man. i mean and to be very fair i did get a lot of people tell me that oh, i love this episode i think that's so far uh the episode i did get a lot of replies about um
1: oh so.
0: i feel so tossed all right come on leave this, leave this place anyways <laughs> uh brother, brother philip of jesus what's up bless you bless you bless you guess <laughs> 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 guys bless you <laughs> i'm dead so what's up guys how you doing now what's happening
1: man we need palliative actually yeah
0: i don't understand so first of all let me first drop a little hint we've been talking before this podcast recording for like almost two hours (laughs) so um i feel like we've exhausted all the gist already so i don't understand what you really do mean by palliative because your office they are trying to scam us, but let's not talk about that.
1: I need, I need to put some. It. I need to put some chapsticks on my because the conversation will be talking about my lips are dry. So I don't know it, what it means. Oh I don't right. know why it be my by, by my office because your
0: your, your your company, your company in which in which in which you you are, uh, you do you do sus funds for they're they're trying to scam us because they say Black Friday, but this Friday is not black.
2: It's really not black at
0: all. <laughs> it's not. They're not, They're not really making it. Uh, not really making it black for us so what's been happening man philip tell us what's going on how's work what's uh, work, going on your side
2: what is good man um you know try to make this dollar yeah. try to make these dollars i mean it's fine i, I it, feel you i'm not, not that easy but uh, we have to do what Eng- we have to do, huh? engineer I know,
0: right? Like Philip is making it sound like as if he's doing some some retail work. You know when, oh. when
1: engineers speak, you know, their voice is really different. They, they don't talk too much. <laughs> they don't beat around the bush. It's very straight to the point. We're trying to make these dollars, you know. So straight to the point.
0: Engineers, Philip, you know. Philip Philip is talking like as if he's he's uh, he's he's working uh, warehouse work. <laughs> like excuse you.
2: Long day. What are you guys talking about? It's been a long day. Ex- excuse yeah. you? No longer uh, looking at the computer screen for hours, man. Right? I feel you though. That's that's that's
0: the first shout. Anyways, guys, uh thank you for joining us on another podcast. I have two of my very good friends here today, Tolu and Philip. So we're gonna be talking about something which is I think should be a funny episode. Um, so we're gonna talk about um culture shock and in particular to when we first moved to Canada. So to the glory of God, um, we are all in Canada at the moment um uh, some people are PR some people are waiting for PR so people oh, never have yeah. ever apply yeah. you can figure out the triangle <laughs> <I> Always, <will. laughs> um so yeah that's what we're that's what we're going to talk about today so we're just going to discuss it a little bit about culture shock so usually I do a this or that on my on my episode but I'm, there's no this or that today because this I think this is going to be a pretty uh long discussion and um let's get right to it i'm going to start with you Tolu. so when you first moved to canada which i think was 2000 and i know you came to canada yeah you came to canada before but like when you first moved here like for school 2017 right
1: yeah yeah 2017
0: what was the the first culture shock you had
1: i think we first first have to start with what what you mean by culture shock
0: you know okay all right okay let me let me break it down for you so what i mean by culture shock i'll explain myself because I can use this iPad that I just recently purchased to uh, wow. search for it. I ju- I just as had to put people. it. <laughs> I just had to put it, man. I can use this and search what a what a actual definition of culture shock is for you. But what I what I what I believe as a person, what I what I thought about when I was trying to create this um this discussion was uh, when you came, like what exactly was it for you that kind of just changed your ideology of something or made you feel like oh shit this is actually this exists or or this is possible or wow this is how they function here right you mm-hmm. understand what i mean like what are those things that just kind of like threw you off it could be positively it could be negatively like i mean there are a lot of things we could
1: talk about well yeah like I, like that's what i was going to say is like for me like my my time here there's been a lot of things there's been a lot of ideas there's been a lot of perceptions that have switched or shifted over the years but um I think it's been especially Canada the most important what was the, the the huh I would say first off let me start with the good one thing I love about Canada when I first got here was how polite everyone is. It's like someone can bump into you and they'll be apologizing for bumping into you. (laughs) No, no, sorry. Someone someone will bump into me. I will be apologizing for them bumping into me. Do you understand? When you're supposed to go, you know, it's like someone bumps into you, you know, you kind of feel upset, like, watch where you're going, you know, stuff like that. But here, you know, you bump into someone, they won't be apologizing. Oh, so sorry about that, you know. I'm like, no, I bumped into you. I should be the one to apologize, but, you know, Everyone's polite here, you know. Everyone's opening the door for you. You're like, no, go ahead. You're like, oh no, I insist. You go. (laughs) I was like, we're going to sleep at this door if nobody (laughs) goes first.
0: (laughs) Everyone sleep. I feel you though. Like that, the polite one, the polite one really, really gets me, right? Like, Philip, do you have any? Do you have like an experience where like, I mean, I know you did some particular type of job, so like, you probably have like
1: some
0: some some type of. (laughs) Type of <laughs> of talks. like we'll talk about jobs but i know you did some i mean i know you i know you had like a transition i know your story man back, so.
1: don't let's don't let's talk about jobs bro. so i know like let's let's definitely
0: yeah we've come a long way right so like tell me tell me what's your own what's your minor we'll, we'll talk about the big ones because i do have some of mine i could also share with you maybe that would put in your perspective but like what was yours what, tell me something
2: I, um, I, for for me, I, it's what we we're talking about earlier before, before this recording around because I follow football a lot and coming here and you're trying to say, oh, my team is playing. I want to watch the game, but the game's at 4 <laughs> a.m. You're like, I, you have work the next day. So you're like, why do I need to wake up that early to, 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 watch, the to game? watch the game? Yeah. My sleep was this team. Like... So that was that was a big one. I ended up for for years, like a year or two, I barely watched watch games like that. So. I feel um, that was
1: also that was also like really highlighted during World Cup season. Oh we yeah, had to, we had to like wake up a very year right early, now. like because I think the first game started like before we were awake, because yeah. we were on the West Coast, right? So we went way back, yeah. so we had to yeah. wake up yeah. early to follow the games now at some point i just used to hope to hope forward to the scoreline by the time i wake up <laughs> I, I, think I, I,
2: remember, I remember then like during the walk-up my my parents came visiting my dad and because he was coming from nigeria and he still was having jet lag and everything so he wakes up early and i'm here trying to sleep and he's waking me up to come up and put a game on for him so it was really annoying that was the I would say it was the worst one week of my life. But in Canada, that's, that's really,
0: really. I, 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 I remember. I remember. I woke up a lot, to be honest, because I did try to watch some games. I think they had some games that were really that did end up being around like twelve in the afternoon, somewhere around two a.m. Yeah. It was very had some weird times, which is funny. But that football, when I relate with you, man, I'm not even going to lie to you. And let me tell you a f- funny story. I did wake up one day, four a.m. for an Arsenal game. I oh it was yeah, like
2: they one. I cried. <laughs> they both, they both. I know. At 4 a.m. to win the Arsenal games. And
0: yeah, was- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what's funny, right? Because of where I stayed in Vancouver, right? I, there was a pub. There's an Arsenal fan base pub that was not far from my house. So I used to go there and watch the game because I was just like, yeah, watch a couple of fans. Let's go, Arsenal, let's go. I was like, I'll go there and then I'll watch the game and these guys will lose inside the code at 4 a.m. sometimes raining. I'm just like, why am I doing this? Like what, <laughs> what is going on? So that, that's a big one for me. Uh one of the culture shocks that I had, but like if I take one of the ones that I feel like really got me when I first landed, right? Because I think we all we all landed in quick succession at the end of the day. We all did arrive in Vancouver in 2017, kind of cat as well. And um the first one for me was Igbo weed.
1: Uh, I was sucked. I was you know, you know, I actually never knew like that was what weed smelled like. Like because it was everywhere, right? <laughs> it, was, it was everywhere. But you kind of did. I, I I think maybe because we were we we're a little bit innocent by the time we, we like we first arrived, yeah. so we weren't exposed to much. Maybe personally, for me, I wasn't exposed to that, so I didn't know what it smelled like. But as time slowly goes on, you kind of it kind of hits you. Yeah, You're like, oh, yeah. This is. You're like yeah, this... there's a, on, was... there's a there's a there's a particular stench. <laughs> <to that laughs>
0: Because to be honest for me it was crazy because I, I knew how he smelled. Like, like I knew I, I did have friends that used to smoke weed in back home. Right. So I knew how he smelled. But when I when I came, right, there's this whole idea, right, that you're gonna hide and then smoke weed and do all of that. And when I came, I was like, whoa, what is this? Like you can walk into a store and buy it. Like it's like, oh, give me some weed. And some extra vegetables and two tomatoes. Like, what the hell? What's going on here? Like, for me, it was mind blowing. I was like, what's, like, this makes no sense. Use
1: use the right time. They call it mushrooms. Mushrooms, not (laughs) vegetables. Mushrooms. (laughs) Mushrooms.
0: Yo, for me, that was, I'm not gonna lie, to me, that was like, that was my biggest, like, not the biggest, though. That was the first one that really really hit me right and then if we go a little bit we'll talk about we we'll talk about this one right when you first come like I like I I was telling you guys a story before I'll say it as well the culture shock and no, is not really a culture shock it's kind of like the culture in bands of uh of people that come from other countries and then come here and then you have to do jobs that you can really think about like I was telling you guys earlier I did know a guy that I play ball with now that was an aeronautic engineer in Azerbaijan and he's a truck driver here. And it's like, whoa, what is, what is going on? And and apparently it's a very familiar thing, right? Especially now. I'm in the East Coast now, like you're still in the West Coast, and and here apparently I don't know if it's I, Uber just came to Vancouver, so that's you guys may not have witnessed a lot. But apparently I heard a lot of Tesla Ubers. Is that true? I've
1: seen yes. one, on yeah. Yeah, I've seen a couple.
0: Uber, you have cars, you can't be bothered.
1: Excuse you. Excuse you? know really <laughs> but but wait, let's actually talk about this job thing. Because as as before you said it, I was actually also thinking about it. Because when I moved here too, um, we all moved here for school and we knew how it was. A lot of us had to work jobs, you know, yeah. jobs that when we when we were working, you know, we never thought we'll be working those kind of jobs. So in quo I was like, Canada kind of humbles you because things that you thought you would never do. Yeah. you're doing them because you need to pay you have bills you have to pay and stuff like that you know yeah. but on the other hand on the flip side I was also thinking about it and it was like I feel like it's because maybe back home there is this idea of class and yeah. in Canada that class is it's not it's not it's not looked at the way we look at it back home you know here yeah. because you're working in like a retail store You know, you're not, you can be making equally as good enough money as somebody who's working a a white collar job, right? Like I used to, when I first moved here, um, I started off working with Best Buy. Um, At some point, I was even working two jobs while going to school full time. I was working at Best Buy, I was working on campus and I was going to school. But I remember back then, and I don't know if this is true, don't quote me though, but like The 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 store managers at Best Buy were earning good money, sometimes six figures. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So So, to be honest, like, so
0: sorry to cut you You can continue. I was just like because I thought you, uh, to be very honest with you, I did I did figure that out because I did have an experience in Winners as well. That someone was a store manager there and they were earning like good enough to buy a car, take their kids to school. You know, like it does seem like miniature jobs. You're yeah. Just feeling like why am I working in retail? Like I want to be a banker. I want to be an engineer, right? So I do. Yeah, totally. So you can keep going. But I, I, I do agree with. I do agree with that about the store manager's
1: things. Yeah, you know, because it's, it's the it's the culture here where you know back home you have to have a degree. It's kind of seen as a thing of status. You know, I'm an I'm an engineer. I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. But here, with a high school degree, you can still make a name for yourself. You know, you can yeah. start off your own business. You can you know, have your own restaurants and stuff like that. And some restaurant owners are millionaires, you know. Yeah, so right. I feel like that that culture shock also kinda had it kind of shifted my perspective about this whole class thing and status and how you know here's it's not really important. Like you're an engineer and so what? Yeah. Exactly. So, People don't really care. Okay, I'm a I'm a you know, I, I have this degree and so what? Like I, I have a master's. People look at you as like big ups oh, to you, yeah. you know. Some people don't have a master's degree and you're they're making big money here. I mean, yeah. and and I feel it's also kind of like with the way like society is moving, because you know, you can be a YouTuber and be making big money than some engineers are earning. And they went to school. They even have a master's degree. And just by, and and that's not to condemn the job that what YouTubers are doing. I mean, I get a lot of great content from YouTube. So I feel YouTube is a serious job because you have to be creative to do content creation. Yeah. But I'm like, there's some YouTubers that are earning almost close to a million dollars annually. They're engineers that are not earning that much money, right? So I feel like the that has also helped shift my perc- my perception about, you know, certain things as well. Yeah,
0: like I and like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna drag Philip into this because I, I just to tag you a little bit uh onto the thing, is I know Philip, you worked at Microsoft, right? And and when you were in G- Microsoft yeah. you had you had uh yeah, is like it- I mean. You the, the, like you
1: that know, making this guy rich. You know, the, found... the, the, the the wise man once said, "When you are big, you are big. When so you are
0: large, big. you are in charge. You yes. <laughs> know, yeah, you know this. You know this. Yeah, like I, 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 I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna drag you in just for a second because I remember like one of the things about the whole class thing is I remember when you were working in Microsoft, he once did tell me you had a a colleague that was living like big." You know, yep. like had like a house in downtown, had a house in Metrotown. Yeah. Like, and you're like, it kind of puts you in perspective that this guy is going to be attending to people that probably don't have half the amount of money he does. Exactly. Right. And, and they still, it's, you know, you still do the job because it's like, yeah, I, I'm working, right. This is the job I do. So yeah. for me, that was crazy. How was that? Like, how was
2: that? How was that experience for you? Like, you know, like, um, just, first of all it was not microsoft corporate let's let's get out of the way it was microsoft is microsoft please,
1: microsoft. microsoft and microsoft. microsoft what did what did they write on your shirt on your on your shirt we had to whisper it microsoft <laughs> 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 so
2: um the the guy is he really young guy like as, as of then when i was still there with him i think it was like 20 21 um and he already had like two houses and we're talking about an apartment at downtown, talking about millions. So it's not that's it's not cheap. Um yeah. so he he had his own business, but because he was moving from a foreign country, it's coming to Canada, kind of just like all of us coming into a new country, you have to adjust basically. So um whenever he tells us or whenever he says that oh he has this, he has this, we're like, so why are you here? <laughs> and then the plane, the plane say, why why are you here? you you don't need this money so um the the money like according to him the money that i was getting was for just so, like just so you can have a canadian account basically so so there's dollars coming into the account so it's not because he needed the money so um but then when you when people come in and you just see a lot of people different people come in you know comparing to this guy's class they're not they're not at the same level but you just have to sit down. one. You just have to take in the bullshit that people give to you. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's there. Like, I mean, the type of job that you do, that that, that happens, right? Like, yeah, one of
2: the it's, it's crazy. It's really crazy because you you're just there. And you're just like, I should. I wouldn't be here if I was back home with what I have, right? So when you come here and your your know, you have to deal with like. People just coming and saying different things to your face and just being rude and everything. So it's it's, it's it was an experience. I'll say it was an experience, but it was a is re- a really good friend of mine because when he first joined, I was according to him, I was the first person who spoke to him. I did not ask him for money and I did not stay in his house. Just put it out of the way. He's rich. Yes, I've been to the apartment. It's really nice. It's beautiful. So um, yeah. one day we'll get there. But um, he's also someone that didn't really. He doesn't really have friends. Like growing up, he said um, he did homeschool, so he didn't really go to an actual school. So he didn't really uh, meet people. So he doesn't re- really know people. So um, we were there for him basically. So like, Microsoft became his family. And Aww. Oh, that's so cute. This is like this was like this is like crazy rich Asians. <laughs> well, actually, he's an Asian. I,
0: I I could bet that he was Asian. Like I could bet like. <laughs> Let me tell you a funny story. I have a friend. I mean, we don't talk anymore. Uh, she was in school. She got offered a job to be a translator for... Uh, she's Chinese. She got offered a job to be a translator for another Chinese guy that was coming to Vancouver for school. He was going to UBC. So she was going to be his official translator. Apparently, his dad was like uh multi-billionaire in China. They were going to be paying about two hundred k per year to wow. be a translator
1: Wow. On that on that topic of on that topic of UBC that you just mentioned, right? So I I went to UBC here in Vancouver. And that's part of the culture shock I felt because when I got here and I went to UBC. We been, we my very first day of classes, I was, you know, I just had to remember where I was coming from because the oppression. <laughs> The level of oppression that goes there, you know, it's on another level. This this one is is a uh, you need to have a good self-esteem. Because by the time you go to school and you see like you know, like first year students driving a, a Rolls Royce ghost, and then you start to wonder, you know, uh what 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 uh that's <laughs> that was that was my dad <laughs> you know <laughs>
0: Yeah. No, like I, I I feel like uh, I feel a lot of times that we have to tell our parents when they're like oh yeah what do you have twees? I'm like you do have to it, exactly. my friend,
1: you? <laughs> you know you're you're going to class and uh, the you know people are you, so there's a there's a particular jacket that that people wear here the Canada goose jacket and I yeah. think it's freaking expensive you know but, and then you're seeing people having like different varieties of Canada goose uh, jacket that cost you. Could, over a thousand bucks yeah, and they're wearing it to class. Wear, you know? We
2: like hoodies and wear a jacket on it. People are, people are wearing their
1: house rents. <laughs> Bro. they wear their house rents. rents to class. You know? Bro. Well, but, so that, that was what I was going to mention about UBC. But I was also going to say like an aspect of that culture shock that, that also hit me was the way people dress here and i feel like you know coming from where we are coming from back home in nigeria there's a lot of there's a heavy weight put on you know dressing in a certain type of way you yeah. know when you're going home when you're going out your parents will be like you know you when you have to put on put on an appearance that's representative of you know of where you're coming from but well, you know coming coming to Canada and here it's like dressing is it's an expression. it's like however you feel however you feel, whatever mood you wake up in the morning, you know you you dress and you go and I feel like that's that that has like I said it's some some things I don't some things that some people will consider as bad. I don't necessarily consider look at it that way. I consider it as How it has shaped my perception, because honestly, moving to Canada, how I dress now, is way different from how I dress when I was in Nigeria. And that's not to say that I dress, you know, um, I don't, I I try not to be ostentatious in how I dress, but I would say my style has changed. And, you know, that's definitely from the exposure that I had coming here. So yeah, that, I feel that culture shock. You know, I'll go to class and I'll see people wearing shorts to class in the winter. Yeah, uh, that's another thing as well. Yeah.
0: I mean, can, can I can I just coach you short for a quick second? So, uh, Tulu, I, am I allowed to mention your girlfriend? By the way, I'm allowed, right? Like,
1: sh- sure. Not a lot of yeah, people know, but
0: yeah. Okay, so I'm just gonna put like Tulu, Tulu's girlfriend was on the podcast, and she used some heavy words. And her friends made jest of over. And Tolu just said I'm like, what is What is that?
1: What is, what is that? What, what does that what mean? What's what does that mean, bro? What is ostentatious? <laughs> what is it,
2: <laughs> what does that even mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, but like I, I do agree with you, man. Uh, I do agree with you on the on the dress part. Like, because let me not lie to you. Let me, let me give you a funny story. So back now for me, I went to film school. Unlike you guys, that actually got degrees that really, that really stand out. I went to film school. So my first few days in film school, I was like, uh, shirt, shorts, like shirts and trousers, jeans, or maybe I would talk in white shirt, button shirt, you know. And to me, it was very funny that my film school teachers they loved me. they were like, oh my god, you dress so well. You're so, you're so, you know, you're so arranged, so inter- so so nice, whatever the English is. As time went on some things started to drop like the shirt first went jeans stayed then t-shirts yeah. came in <laughs> and then the jeans went and sweatpants came in and then the hoodie came in and at some point like i never went to class in anything a size hoodie and a sweat like hoodie and sweatpants and sneakers and when summer came shorts t-shirt and when you think back at i mean we all went to covenants university and we know how we had to dress there and nothing not not to take anything from covenants university they 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 helped shape that idea that if you have to dress for an important meeting tomorrow, I'm sure it won't take... If I told us now to go to our rooms and dress or come out in a in a complete suit, one, two, three of us can come out in a suit right now. And if I ask you, when last do you wear a suit? Answer me. When last do you wear a suit, Philippe?
1: I can't remember. Probably when once. A, oh, yeah, I probably went like once or twice this year. To me when last you wear a suit. I'll say two so I've only worn a suit so once this year. Um, I haven't. I haven't.
2: Well, we can count this year though, because we. Yeah, I mean, suit, okay, yeah, yeah, you, yeah fair yeah. enough.
0: So for me, even last year, last time I wore a suit was at a wedding. I mean, Philip, we went together. In yeah, uh, that's the last time I put on a suit. So like, at the end of the day, you think about it, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, we do have the ability to dress that way if we need to, because then again, you know, we don't know where we are gonna be, what we have to uh, go for, and everything, but. The whole system kind of changes your perspective, right? Of how you need to approach in the clothing. So I, I mean, I do, I do, I do agree with that, man. Like the clothing One one, one I'm going to drop, which I, I want you guys to tell me about. For me, was food.
1: Ah, I was just going <laughs> to mention that.
0: That <laughs> <laughs> was food for you because food for <laughs> me, was, food for me was a whole different level.
1: It was like a struggle. Yo, it was. It was so it was. so I, I, for me, I'll speak on food from two two sides i'll speak on the the eating like eating your own personal food and i'll speak on like when you go out to eat
0: yeah so
1: eating your own personal food was a struggle for me because i'm a very picky like i'm a picky eater like i don't eat a lot of stuff like i don't eat fish i'm not a fan of veggies i don't know i don't know what it is i don't know i feel it's the I don't know if it's the the, the texture or is that, it's just something that I was just not a fan of growing up. Uh, you know, you'll you, you find me in the swallow department. You know, <laughs> that, that was me, that was me growing up. But yes, I went to Covenant, my, my food changed, I moved from eating swallows, eating a lot more of like rice and grains and stuff like that. But moving here, it's veggie based. Like, it's, I don't think like there's, there's a lot of meals here that you will not find like a vegetable or two in there yeah so there's a lot but it's like now like i'm starting to like at least my taste buds are starting to open up you know i try to like you know make my veggies in a certain type of way that at least i know that okay yeah i can at least like it makes it it makes it more palatable for me to eat but like, that was also a big culture shock for me because initially when I first got here, I was going to Subway. I was ordering a meatball sandwich every single day because <laughs> that was the only thing I found. I did not have veggies. Like I couldn't. Even, I didn't even go to McDonald's or anything. It was like Subway, 12-foot-long sandwich with meatballs every single day until I noticed how fat I was becoming. <laughs> and then I was like, yo, you need to cut that on that stuff. But the second aspect I was going to talk about was the going out to eat part. So luckily for me, I had come to Canada, like, I think my first time in Canada was 2012. I came to visit my brother, and then I came a couple more times before I moved here for school. And I can remember coming back way back then, and I went out to eat with my brother and a couple of friends. It was one of our family friends' birthday, And then they were like, oh, here's the menu, you know, order your own food. And then I, whew opened that menu i was going through it i was showing my brother i think i'm gonna have this i'm gonna have that i'm gonna have that my brother just whispered, you know that when they invite you to eat you're gonna pay for your own food right (laughs) okay i think i'll just have a a light sandwich You know, it's a different perspective back home. If you're celebrating, you know you're inviting people to celebrate with you. <sighs> you kind of treat them to a celebration. It's like, oh, come celebrate! Yeah, with me. Yeah, you know, yeah. you take care of people, but yo, yeah, I feel that was a, an interesting culture shock.
0: Um and that I, I mean, that that would have been that would have been hilarious. You know, like I'm not gonna lie, for, for, for in terms of food, Phillip, what, what, what what was what was your own, what was your own culture shock for food?
2: For me, um. I think when I when I came, um, because um, where I was schooling and it was really far for me to get like Nigerian food, like the only supermarket we had that was we had then was like really far for me to be going to like to buy like food stuff and everything. So I ended up eating a lot of um, noodles. I think they were you probably have seen these noodles in Superstore, yellow, really cheap. Yeah, yeah. ate a lot of that. So. I think I went almost a year without eating actual like proper Nigerian food or if I went for like an event so and also, like Tolu said, I'm also picky with food, so um I would not go to a restaurant and buy vegetables and just eat vegetables <laughs> why um when there's meat and like good other good stuff I can get so um i i I ate a lot of noodles, uh, lot of <laughs> Indian meat, but one noodle shot it does not have a name and-, <laughs> <laughs> and i tried i tried possibly every type
0: of noodles that that um, canada could offer me so i had a friend i think you guys i think i don't know if Tolu ever met him i know philip you met him hugo he was yeah uh, yeah he, he was indonesian um he he introduced me to this uh korean or japanese noodles that is very special
1: I was just going to mention that I was like, there's these noodles that you get from the grocery. I think it's called kimchi. Kimchi noodles. Yeah.
0: It's It's, it's, guy, i never forget. The the toilet filled my presence
2: (laughs) when I was (laughs) born.
0: Bro, oh, bro. Yeah, but for me, the funniest thing is for me, Okay, let me confess a little bit. So I don't know how to cook. It's a problem. It's a problem that i have i don't know how to cook i i do know how i know the i know the, the process but the actual act is a problem for me so for a very long time in my life i have
1: not my been brother a
0: cooking person
1: it's it's yeah. like i'm just i'm just going to speak a bit of pigeon uh, english like nigerian english black like, said that hunger no hook you like that because when i reached here well, what was the word um I, I don't know i don't know what how they say but you know necessity it, it brought out the innovation in me i never knew what i was capable of <laughs> until the hunger hits me hard <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I I agree with that because I swear I one time I did ask for I did ask for tutorials on videos. I like, uh, on videos on how to cook. I even follow Instagram pages that tell you like how to make this, how to make that. But for me, I didn't really know how to cook. So when I first came, and I mean, bless the hearts of my parents. My parents made a very huge mistake when I first came. They paid they overpaid my school fees. So when I landed, my school had a check for me of my school fees, like the excess. And the the school was like, Oh, thank you for coming to Vancouver Film School. We do appreciate you being here. This is your excess amount. I'm like, whoa. It's like, yeah. I'm like, what? PS Bro. And I was like, I was like, this is mine. And then my my people were like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh manage it till we can send you I'm Like, this is not managing money. This is really not
1: managing money. Bro, bro, bro. See, to those listening out there, I always knew that God, God always told me he would connect me to special people. Because every single time I pray about my PS5, he will be like your your destiny helper is in your yes, house.
0: yes, yes, amen. I do Demon. believe that the destiny helper cannot be me because Demon. guy have fun the, guy the, Demon. Demon. the only PS that I'm getting <laughs> it's not even four. Guy,
2: the
0: only PS I'm getting is the emails when they tell me PS, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only PS that this boy is getting. Don't even worry about that one. Please, let me not Lose focus. Anyways, so for me, when I, when I first came, I I didn't used to cook, right? So when I when I go out, I'll be I'll I'll buy food a lot. So when I when I was where I lived, and my first instance was on these streets that had a lot of food. Like a lot of restaurants, a lot of Asian restaurants. So I tried everything, and that's one of my. To me, that's the biggest food culture shock for me. The ability to realize that Asian food is not Chinese food. That yeah. that was mind blowing for me because well, you know back home Chinese Chinese yeah they will just do fried rice yeah, yeah. put something on top turn it turn it turn it add egg they say it's Chinese rice, right? <laughs> the ability for me to ex to understand that food had Asian food had so much to it.
1: There was yeah. Chinese,
0: there was Malaysian, there was Thai, there was... Uh, Who
1: yeah, thai Nice Thai. hits different. I don't know. Yeah. I'm worried about yeah. Thai food. But yeah. it hits on another level.
0: Yeah, I, for me, it was mind-blowing. So thai food really good, I, man. I, I just kept on going. I kept on buying food. I kept on trying. I, there's this Greek restaurant that I... I when God knows, whenever I come out to Vancouver and I have time, I will go there. Like, there there's so many places I went to. And for me, that was it. The ability to realize that food was like there's so much you can try on this earth. Like for Indian, me, I didn't Indian food
1: is really good too as well.
0: Yeah, Indian food. Indian I mean, food. there's so
1: much the, the good thing about Vancouver is I think that the war also helped us is Vancouver is a diverse community, right? So yeah. you have you have the Thai, you have Vietnamese, you have Chinese, you have Italian, you have Greek, you have Indian, I mean you have yeah. Jamaican. You yep. are yeah, chicken. Like, to be there, honest, because, you, know, you, know, you
0: know the funny thing is, and one day I really stuck with me was you know how back home when you're sick and it's cold, they tell you go and drink tea. That's how you warm up your soul. My guy, <laughs> my guy, if you eat full, if you just drink that full soup with that, when you mix it with your noodles like this, ah, you now not put soy sauce. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh,
2: my God.
0: See, people they enjoy it for
2: this life. See, people are enjoying, it, they don't even know. God <laughs> yes, damn there's there's noodles and there's noodles yeah there's noodles and there's noodles yeah
0: and then when i when i first went to some of my first um what's it called ah they called him something some all these asian restaurants that you cook the food for yourself that's what i I'm,
2: oh yeah yeah, yeah. That, that hot, I, know what hot, hot, I think hot pots hot, yeah. Hot, yeah. Yeah, hot, yeah
0: i'm like how am i cooking the food for myself i paid here i came here <laughs>
2: it's so so that you
1: so you will do the labor, they will provide the food. You that you don't like to cook, you will cook. You will cook I'm today. Like,
0: I'm like, why am I doing this thing by myself? Because I don't understand. I there's a reason why I did come here. I don't want to cook. Why am I cooking my food by myself? Am I just paying for the for the ingredients? You're paying for the <laughs> location, like I, I see and the location and vibes. So for me, it was crazy. But for food, though, food for me was food for me was uh was a fight was, a, was a, a, a crazy one. All right, so we're kind of running out of time. So I'm going to give you one last one. This one might be a little bit dicey for us to really talk about, being as we do know a couple who that might get a little bit passionate. Well, let's say two more. Uh, a love passionate about this one. But first, let's talk about church. Yeah. Church, a church is one that I feel a lot of people don't speak about. And I feel like we all move to a new country. We look for a similar church. We end up going to a similar church. But the country we 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 blame well, it to the country.
1: Let's give it up to church because that's where that's how we all knew we were all here. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, I was
0: I always say this that one of the things that majority of um, I think this exists in the UK. And I think this exists in a lot of cities in America, but we lack it in Vancouver and I guess in most parts of Canada. Is actual communities for Nigerians to meet themselves outside mm-hmm. church right? There are no communities. There's no, there are no events. And it doesn't have to always be a club or a concert or a party. You get, that should be, there should be activities, right? It, it could just be a fair, like a food fair. By the way, I was going to discuss that. We should actually do a food fair, guys, like with all this food thing coming up in Vancouver. We'll talk that outside the podcast, <laughs> right? Um, there, are not, there are not a lot of things that people can do to meet each other. So we, I do agree with you, Tolu. We, we really have to give it up to church because that's how a lot of us did actually eventually connect with each other, right? And see, right. but But let me hear you guys talk. What do you think about this, the, the culture the culture shock in, in relation to when you move to another country and church? I think as we're all Christians.
1: Well, if I were to, I don't know if Philip has anything to say, but I feel for me, one thing I really noticed about church was your culture kind of influences how you know, your worship of God is expressed. And one thing I noticed about, about Canada and like the church system in Canada is, or the church in Canada is, it's a bit different from, from what we are used to back home. You know, um, there's a lot more, I don't want to, I don't know if the right word is freedom. There's a lot more freedom of expression of of um worship there's no it's it's more it's i i I don't know if i'm and correct me i might be using the wrong choice of words here but i would say it's more laid back and it's more relaxed yeah yeah that's what i've noticed for example you can go to church you can wear whatever you want to wear you know um back home you know going to church was on, on sundays was seen as a I don't want to say was seen as an event. You know, we had special, you know, outfits we would select for church, but here, you know, you you put on your jeans, put on a t-shirt, slap on some sneakers. That's a church outfit. You can go to church. You know, their own here is seen more as a, as a, and for me, the way I see it, you know, church here it's and i guess it should be the same anywhere it seemed more as a relationship more than a, a, an, Events, uh uh an an event if that makes sense yeah. right so yeah. that's how that's how it was for me and like i said back to my initial point where a lot of the things that i saw here as culture shock actually also ended up shaping my perspective about certain things you know, yeah. it made me see, you know, it actually helped me change my perception about, you know, what a relationship with God should be like. You know, it should be more of a father-son. And that's where you talk about the father-son relationship. You know, if I'm having a conversation with my dad, it's not every, oh, I'm going to see my dad. It's not every time, you know, yes, dressing up, putting on a tie and it's that's perfect. But, you know, sometimes you, sh- you should be able to come as you are
2: yeah you shouldn't remember
1: about what you wear yeah you shouldn't be i should because i put on a, a t-shirt and a jeans and a slippers does not mean that i'm less like i'm i'm less of a christian than somebody who's wearing a suit and a tie so and honestly like also coming here has just made me realize that you know if you go to a particular church and you feel you're not growing in that church, it's okay to go to where you feel like you're going to grow. Yeah. You shouldn't feel victimized for deciding not to go to a particular church. Right? And I don't speak ill of any church. I feel everyone's doing a great work in their own field, in their own community. But obviously, you you know, the, the church, we all started to go, I don't go there anymore. That's not yeah. because the church is bad or anything. It's just because I personally felt like I needed to be somewhere where, you know, what I needed at the time of my life, I wasn't getting. So I went somewhere where I could, you know, where I, I sought for that specifically and prayerfully. So, yeah, that's that's what I would say about that
2: yeah i I agree agree mostly with, with all to losed basically especially around the dressing and being laid back uh, you know coming from from the country where we come from and we know how churches are um, it's you know going in full force being really aggressive about your Christianity and, and stuff uh, I mean it's good um most times you have to be um but when you come here you notice that people are just people are relaxed uh i won't say relaxed but people are more laid back and
1: But honestly i feel that both sides both like what you said like people going aggressively and people going late and um, people being laid back both sides have pros and cons to them
2: yeah yeah totally agree yeah um and also the the dressing thing i i, fe- I feel like personally i feel like um we back back where we come from um Dressing, yeah, we want to look nice and everything. And coming over here, yeah, yeah, I still had the same um, same mind. Oh, I have to do this. and Especially when I'm talking to, like, there were Sundays I had um, meetings at work when I was at uh, Microsoft Store, and I dressed, like, I wore my corporate and I went there, they are like, oh, wow, what's going on? Why are you dressed like this? I'm like, oh, I'm going to church. This is how I dress to church. So they were so surprised, like, why are you dressed like this on a Sunday? What's going on? What special event are you going for? Um, Someone who made a joke that I'm getting married. I was going for my wedding, so I'm like, "Hey, this is how I dress." Um, but then it it gets to a point. If we let it get to you, it gets to a point where you're no longer dressing because you're trying to look nice because you're going to your father's um, presence, but you're trying to look nice to oppress people or trying to
1: show off a particular mm. role. Um That's that's so that's that's something you else. Do,
0: you, yeah, you you yeah. do know you don't know that Philip. Just to just to get in there, um, you do. I, I really appreciate you saying that because. That, for me, is something I personally did struggle with. Um, and I'll let you continue, but I just want to quickly say, um, I used to, I obviously went to the same church. Um, I'm trying to avoid us saying the church. It doesn't seem like it's an attack. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: I did used to go to a different church in downtown sometimes uh, called Westside. And I could tell a clear difference in my own uh, dressing. So I would dress all nice to go to church. But when I went to Westside, I would just put on a hoodie, and I will put on sweatpants, and I will put on... I mean you could say it was relatively close to my house, but I don't think that was the reason. I, if you ask me personally, I don't think that was the reason. I felt like it was because I also did go to coastal sometimes and I, I did wear the same thing, which coastal is a little bit farther away. Uh so that that that, that particular perception, right? I, I did struggle with that. So that's a really good point you're pointing out. And I like the fact that you're pointing that out. Like I think you should like speak more on it. Sorry to interrupt you, just keep going.
2: Yeah, so like I feel like you you if um I'm not saying don't dress nice yeah it's it look really good look um but you need to check with yourself and you need to be sure that what you're doing you're not doing it because you're thinking about the other person that I'm trying to wear this or look this way because I want the other person to notice me I want to look this way but are missing the main point behind why you're going where you're going, which is to meet God. That's the reason why we're Christians in the first place. is actually to be Christ um, Christ-like and actually meet God and pray to God and everything. So, um, so yeah, I totally understand. I totally agree with Tolu what Tolu said. So yeah, it's another. It was a, a huge one, especially for me, coming from. Um, I play, I play, I played play musical instrument. So I'm coming from a band back in Nigeria. And coming over here to a new band where people are completely opposite. So the way I, I came with the same mentality coming from Nigeria I'm gonna try to help the band or act this way. And the reaction was completely different. And I was like, okay, um I think Debo can remember um I used to complain to him and everything. So yeah. It was a please,
1: well, yeah. please, please permit me Debo, let me let me sell my friends market. So guys if you're <laughs> listening, I'd oh, like wow. to introduce you to the one, the only
0: phil sax you know philip to, to be very honest on my wedding day i want to play a particular song like let's talk about this i i do want a particular song when i walk into when my bride is walking down the aisle and i have be been thinking i want someone to sing i'm thinking like oh who can sing this song well i'm just thinking to be honest yeah why can't someone just play it on sax so i'm just calling that you cannot deny me now
1: like i have called you out so yeah philip let me too. yes me, so <laughs> Philip, you know, now that we're said you on the podcast, a lot of people are going to be sending their bookings. So me, I'm booking you in advance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So take my booking now. I'll cash Put it, it in. Down. I'll cash it in in the future. Don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll drop any plans for you guys. I got you guys. I got you. All right,
2: man. Appreciate it. So,
1: yeah. yes. Uh, just so as noted on the podcast, I'm the only one here that does not play any musical instruments.
2: Well I, I do, not, that, I do not I do not, that's, that's not true I, do play. Play. I I can I can I can make beats
1: with my with my clapping and stuff like that but we got Philip here he plays the saxophone Debo is multi-talented he sings that's a, that's he can a play a Nigerian traditional instrument you know I mean, I mean it depends on Come how on. you look at it though <laughs> <laughs>
0: i mean it, it kind of depends on how you look at it like I, I i don't i don't think i don't think i can play an instrument i can hit a drum I and mean, many people can do that so but that's i i appreciate it man Tudu, Please. Don't do, to hey, some, some,
1: some people are hitting drums some people are drumming on table hey I, I, you're making a sound right exactly that's the yeah, point at
0: the, at the end of the day you're making a rhythm there's a beat yeah. there's a note thumb, Come on, you're you're up there.
2: You're up there with the champions. Everyone, <laughs> everyone decides what they what they listen to, what they hear. Is it going to be noise or beautiful music? Yeah, your girlfriend, yes, yeah, beautiful music.
0: I swear, well. <laughs> like you can be like out there making noises, like oh, this sounds so beautiful. Like mm. stop it. <laughs> anyway, speaking of speaking of girlfriend, that comes to a final, a final, final one. We can just speak shortly on this. Um what I'm, I'm not gonna talk about this this is on you guys
1: um how was the culture shock debo right. tell tell us like teach us teach us your followers
0: no 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 no, no.
1: this that is for you guys. the dating life
0: no, teach no, no, no. This, no, no. I, I i i cannot speak on dating you know I, at this point me i cannot speak on dating
1: you are married is... okay so you you are married <laughs> well uh I feel like the the culture shock about dating for me was that there was a lot of um, cyber dating here. I don't know if that's oh, yeah. the word. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so the thing is, I think um, the least I, mean, I don't want to say a list. I'm probably uneducated to speak about it. I know that it was happening a lot, but for some reason, I just had never had the courage to do like online hookups, like. And I don't think it's bad because I think a lot of people have found. I mean, we have testimony here, but I I do feel like a lot of people have found their their partners. I, I do not <laughs> this is what everyone was laughing. I did not say anything. I just said we have a testimony to that part. Oh
0: my days, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I feel a lot of people have found their partners through online dating and online dating apps. It is great, but I also feel like there's a lot of things that go on on online dating that I don't feel like I'm emotionally able to handle personally. So I stay clear of it.
0: Yeah, like I I do agree with you. Like it's a lot of online dating, and and I I I think I think it comes from I. Personally, I I do believe it comes from a place of uh, there's not so much you can there's not so many places you can meet people. As much as there is, there's also many places you can meet the kind of people you might want to meet. And also people might have different motives. Let me give an example. I like to club a lot. I I mean now no, not much. Uh but back then I used to like to party a lot and go to the club. And then sometimes you go there and you can clearly see the them what they want. Like you can tell what these man them are in the club for.
1: Like they're not here to they're not here to to jiggy. <laughs> please, please. I'm a young, I'm a young innocent boy. I know uh, not what you speak of.
0: I'm a young black man.
1: <laughs> but, but, but wait, but wait. Like 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 hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm not an, I'm like I'm not trying to advocate for online dating. But I feel like the pro of online dating is that it opens you up to a class of people that you will not otherwise meet in your social circle. Yeah, what do you guys think? That?
0: Yeah, that's very true. Like, I, I I agree with that. That's very true. It does open you up to people and, and a lot to, I guess, to other races, other um, countries. Other, and there's one thing we have to speak about. As Nigerians, I've noticed it's very difficult for Nigerians to open up. To hmm. other um, countries in Africa. You know, we come to this part of the world and they just marshal a voice as, oh, are you African? Yeah, I am one of the many countries in Africa, bro. But fine, yes, I'm African, I don't mind that. So like you then realize that, oh, that means there are people from Zimbabwe here, there are people from Tanzania here, there are people from uh um Côte d'Ivoire here, and you gotta like you you won't meet these people, right, on a normal day. Because, like you said, how do we meet ourselves in church? And Ghanaians kind of go to Ghanian church. Nigerians yeah. kind of go to Nigerians church. Uh, Togolese go to Togo's church. You know, so it's... I, I do agree with you, Tolu, highly because I do think that a lot of people won't make contact with people if if that wasn't uh, available to them. That's that's a fair shout. That's a really fair shout.
1: But, but that being said, I do feel like online dating doesn't also give you the opportunity to vet properly the people who you're going to be interacting with so a lot of people can be there for different reasons or different motives they're definitely good people there but they are definitely people who you're not sure what they want but and that, for, the, for that reason i personally no no so it came here me for that reason i personally stayed away from it that's not to say that it is not a legitimate way of meeting people. Yeah. Like I said, there is testimony proof. Testimony.
2: Hallelujah! Come on. I think I think I um, I w not say I agree to what what Tulu said uh, because I feel like you can you can go to a bar, you can meet different type of people. You can be outside, or you can meet different type of people. So it, I don't think it's... It, it uh, will, if we were to say that oh uh, this is the reason why um online dating is bad or this is the reason why it's good it's good because i feel it just makes it's just like instead of going to the bar or meet someone outside you have a platform to talk to someone basically so at the same time it's doing the same thing as you the only difference is that you're not physically meeting the person now it's now down to you personally that okay if you're gonna do online dating how are you going about it like if you're talking to this person are you just gonna say hey let's meet up at my house or come to my house or i come to your house or something you can always still decide to go out spend some time together before you decide to do or progress or do anything you want to do so i feel it's the same thing it's just instead of you walking up to the person you're walking up to the person online and do you know what you need to do so that's that's my personal my personal opinion and it's so that's why yeah and, and and to be honest philip that
0: I, I think that's a, that's also a very fresh out because if you if you think about it not a lot of people do have the courage to walk up to people like i'm a very True. um i'm a very outspoken type guy but like ain't nobody walking up to nobody in the <laughs> what
2: um, uh, especially, sorry to cut you they were especially like coming to um in vancouver there are not a lot of blacks we're not a lot well minority obviously um but not a lot of black so um it would give you more confidence to walk up to a fellow Black and have a conversation with them than walking up to someone who's not Black. So, oh, 100%. Yeah.
1: Like, I like yeah. like like 100% agree with you. Like I said, I am not disputing the fact that it's online dating. Like, like, like I think I have to come here and, and you know, you know, redeem myself not that i need any redeeming actually (laughs) but philip is actually right like i'm not opposed to it i just felt like personally for me you know because i couldn't i felt like i wouldn't i wasn't going to be able to handle some of the things that were going on there and that's why i stayed stayed away for me personally for me but like i said like i like i said like i feel like Online dating has definitely been a way of, like people have met because Philip actually raised a good point. Like there are people who would not have the courage to walk up to somebody, yeah. to talk to them, but virtually you can you're texting. You don't you're not put under that spotlight to to you know to say something or to act in a certain type of way. It's it's just chats, and then you can decide if you want to progress
2: from there or not. Look, so, can I can I ask you a question? Maybe this might be part of the reason why. You never really considered it. Did you feel like it was because
1: of what you heard? People like and I think so. I think so. I think that I think you actually have a reason. I think my bias might be coming from what I heard from people's experiences, and yeah. I just didn't feel like I needed to go experience for myself, and that's why I stayed clear of it. Yeah, I'm not, and that's the thing. Like it's it's that's not to say like it's bad. It's good. I don't have a personal experience of it so i yeah. can't be the judge of it right. yeah
0: I, I i i i and to just speak what what you was saying um i do agree that if you if you look at it from both sides right um people do say a lot of bad stuff about it so that there, there will be a misconception already and at the end of the day you have to look at the percentage of people that come out of these things we do hear some people say oh yeah we got married of this some people say oh I was just deceived or uh what's the word for it? when the person is a completely different person from, from you don't you know, like I was catfished and stuff like that right uh, so you do hear different types of stories so like I yeah at the end of the day it's kind of like what fits like what fits you as a person like what do you think I didn't, yo let me tell you guys these two man them are in success
1: so says, relationships says, says the passing the <laughs> Who used to give who used to sit us down? I used to be like, brothers, I expect no, a lot more from you. Yo, like treat your ladies the way I treat my girl. Let me, guys, let me tell you, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The way Debo treats his girl, yo. We Debo needs to write a book. How to I do feel ha- like when Mojoin hears this, she's just gonna be like, This is a lie. <laughs> like, let, let me let
2: me
1: let me tell you something Debo has an iPad, but he does not use it because he has bestowed it onto his sweetheart that is love right there number two number it's more two. like it was taken away from me though but like yeah i agree <laughs> i agree i agree man. oh man yeah, but, but, like, but honestly like I'm, I'm i'm definitely happy for everybody that they're in relationships irrespective of however they were able to meet who they're with But that relationship is blossoming, and it's thriving, right? Like, definitely, like I said, both of you, successful relationships, great guys. You treat your ladies right. You know, any guy can look up to you guys as standards. So, yeah, I'm proud to be associated with you guys, man. I mean, appreciate it. Appreciate
2: it. Appreciate
0: it. I do feel like if our girlfriends were gonna to listen to this podcast though, they would not wait to the 59th minute for us to start appreciating them. But yeah, whatever. It does. It does. It does still matter. Anyways, guys, I do really appreciate your time. Um, we've reached the one hour mark. Um, thanks again, Philip. Thanks again, Tolo. I do appreciate you guys. Uh, spending time with me. Um, this will probably. I'm trying to do ten episodes. I'm doing like a season. I'm doing like a seasonal thing. So. 10 episodes, season one, maybe 10, season two. So my season one ends at the end of the year. So I probably won't have you guys on my podcast again. Unless, unless maybe, maybe something just happens. Who knows? Um, but I do appreciate you guys. I appreciate it too. Much. I appreciate you, Philip. Uh, you guys do me a lot to me. And thank you for spending time on the Black and Bold podcast. I will give you guys one second. no one second, please. Hell, I'll give you a moment to just... Say your final words or we'll start with you, Philip, then Tolu, and then we can just wrap this stuff up and get out of here.
2: Oh uh, um, thanks for having me, Debo. Um that was a great time having a conversation with you guys. Tolu, my G. Debo, my G. Yeah. We move. <laughs> we move.
1: Walla for do podcasting. Well, hello. <laughs> see, see what we I have to see what I have to do with guys. <laughs> No,
0: oh, oh man, uh, anyways, guys, uh, thanks very much. Anyways, guys, I, I, I think I just lost my voice. Uh, thanks for tuning to the Black and Ball podcast again. I do appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate it. Apparently, you have to give me like five stars for them to start to pay me.
1: So, <laughs>
0: please go and rate it and give guys, it, like a five guys, guys,
1: guys. There's a lot of riding on this podcast, so please support us. <laughs> support,
0: support i mean I, I really do appreciate the numbers you know like at first when i first started when i first wanted to start this i was like ah man maybe like 10 people will listen to this five people yeah whatever i don't mind me my babe my mother that's enough numbers <laughs> but like i'm i really appreciate the numbers people that listen i do appreciate it and uh yeah guys just do what you can do share with your friends uh comments you know and let's see what's going on thank you again guys i do appreciate it Have a great day. Have a great weekend. Happy Thanksgiving
2: for those in the U.S. And uh, one love, peace out. Peace.